Woke Asian Guy. And Egg White. Good evening and welcome to the latest installment of Just The Tip featuring Woke Asian Counselor and Egg White. Yes. Woke Asian counsellor now, because I feel I need to school a couple of people. So normally for this episode, all I was going to do was create a Radio 4 play written by me as an anti-Radio 4 play to see if Radio 4 will actually appreciate what I've done and made something that's anti-Radio 4. It's not really going to work out well, but before I do that, I have to do a fact attack. Lawrence Fox sent a tweet. Now, I know Lawrence Fox is a bit of a melon and I think he just basically plays up to being anti-woke just to get some notoriety or celebrity or just to basically make his dad happy. Loz's career is so dead you are going to need a defibrillator just to resuscitate it. Ooh, I don't want the vaccine because I've got fear of needles, says the man who's got copious amounts of tattoos on his hand. But the problem is, there are certain levels where you can ignore someone, and I think 99% of the voting electorate for the mayoral race, which is fine. So on the May the 18th, 2021pm, this is after drinking a few friends, having lockdown flouting lockdown laws, lockdown laws. with his phone next to him, he posts a tweet. The tweet itself says, do the Indians call the Indian variant the Indian variant? Yes. Now, I don't know if that was supposed to be an anti-woke joke. He's sitting there with his cravat, his suit, on his armchair with his friends, regaling stories of how he lost his acting career, trying to get a singing career. <laughs> Darling, darlings, thank you for attending my lockdown flouting soiree. You're the only friends I have left. <laughs> I'm crying inside. I just wanted to say that I thought of something rather anti-woke, which will look silly after I've posted it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Do the Indians call the Indian variant the Indian variant? <laughs> yeah, your fawning sycophantic laughter makes me feel like it's going to make slightly edgy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love being anti-work. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shampers anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Is he being anti-work funny or is he just being anti-work stupid? Do the Indians call the Indian variant the Indian variant? Now you have to understand that Lawrence Fox is the poor man's Benedictine Cumberbatch. So when you look at it from that point of view, he's got class, but a certain degree of unsuccessful class. Being a low-rent fop, you reckon he stood in the middle of the dining room to say this out loud before posting it as if he was going to win a BAFTA. So I phoned up my parents and goes, well, about this Indian variant, what do you call it? And they just replied in their very heavy accent, it's just the Indian variant. During my interview with my parents, I said, what about Homeland variant? Do you call it the Homeland variant? They don't call it the Homeland variant. They just say Indian variant because that's what the news says. It's basically double mutation in India. It's not like India created it, you know, it's like... Hey, like, you know, just going to a laboratory in India. I guess, hey, I'm going to take this coronavirus. I'm just going to make it slightly curry smelly. I don't know. Do you think there's racist undertones with the fact that he hasn't mentioned the Kent variant from Kent? Which makes everyone in Kent a right Kent. He didn't say that. There's no kind of undertone of hostility in that tweet. Or maybe it's just the fact that I've got a massive chip on my shoulder and I see it that way. He was just being funny in words and maybe it didn't come off with my ears. Or my eyes. Do you think it's more or less bigoted or racist if he said, what about Chinese food? How's that work? Do Chinese people call Chinese food Chinese food? So do they go to their friends and go, oh, I'll just have some homeland cooking. Does that work? So 
basically, we have just got Lawrence Fox as a substandard, very posh Jim Davidson, which is not really selling it very well. Kind of thing you don't really want on his CV. So, to Lawrence Fox, I think you've outdone Piaz Morgan with a really terrible joke that falls flat. In the fun spirit of bigotry and hatred, Lawrence Fox put that tweet on Twitter. And we all know that Twitter is a cesspool of hatred and just basically people can anonymously, semi-anonymously or even just blatantly just put out loads of nonsense. So after that tweet, let's look at some of the answers that he does. Does Lawrence Fox call his 1.8% share of the vote utterly humiliating? OK, cool. Gut punch. Like it. Is Chinese variant not the Indian variant or better call it British variant as Indian government closed all the flights from England to in... I could finish reading that, but that guy's just giving loads of facts. So if you want to read facts, just go to that Twitter feed and just read down. I want to read the fun stuff. I live in Kent. I call the Kent variant the Kent variant. That guy must be a German expatriate because that's like not really witty or sharp. OK, so grasp the nettle. Racism and bigotry, it's always there, mostly just below the surface. Like a boil that needs lancing or the alien from the film that burst out of the man's belly. It must be hard to keep it in. All that bile. Off to see the Pfizer Chiefs tomorrow. That's quite a good one. Haha. <laughs> now that I have got that off my chest, I think the best thing we can do is play you a song. No. So now we'll just go back to our normal schedule. Again, apologies for the diversion. So here we have the kettle, the radio foreplay. Foreplay. Roll VT. When mother brought you home from John Lewis, you were the best thing I ever had in my life. Not just an instrument to heat water, but a lifelong friend. The only inanimate object that truly understood me. You were a replacement to my emotionally dead parents and how they conceived me is a miracle considering they never talked. Sex means that you don't need to converse, but we do, don't we, my old pal? Friend through thick and thin. It was with that fateful day I said goodbye to my unloving parents. You were the first thing I packed in my suitcase ready for the painful journey to boarding school. It was a horrible place, lonely too in the middle of nowhere with brutal teachers and tribal school children. Sort of like the wire, but with 13-year-olds gang-banging in blazers. Remember that time during afternoon break when the older boys bullied me? They tried to steal my pocket money and then attempted to punch me in the face, but you took the brunt of the blows. Only a true friend would take one for the team. Sorry for the dance. I tried to straighten you out, but you were a tough sod. They even peed in your funnel, but that only made you better. It took the rust off the inside, so who's laughing now? You helped me get through all those late nights, finishing those term papers. Never wavered. That was before I discovered the effects of all-night speed sessions with a dealer called Crispin. It's a shame they wouldn't allow you to attend my graduation, but I will one day find a person who did a massive shit down your neck. A cruel joke, and albeit you smell rather crudely, but I did my best to clean you up. The tea tastes funny, but we stick by our friends, don't we, old pal? After boarding school, I would never really develop any long-lasting relationships. But you remember my ex-girlfriend, Janice? You know, the one with the mood swings who tried to stab me. Oh, that time she grabbed you and threw you at my head? You survived that. You were a tough old sod. She said it was either you or her. I chose you. Friends do that. We even went to the pub to celebrate. Boy, did we get smashed. I was so drunk, I left you on the bus, but I found you. It was this tramp at the end of the line who tried to groom you, but I paid him in booze to get you back. Friends are like that, looking out for each other. In fact, 
Some of my hangovers were nursed through by your heroic endeavours. Even the time I threw up in the living room over the communal TV. A nice cup of tea settled my stomach, but the room stank. Women don't understand our love, but that's okay. They're rather uncomfortable with the threesomes, I think. It all comes to an end. I clicked your on button and your light was dimmed. Snuffed out like a pensioner in Walthamstow. Today is the day you are no longer with me. A sad day. I may never touch a cup of tea again. Mother tried to console me with a replacement. A younger model, but they're all gold diggers. There to make me a nice brew but spend my money faster than a diverse character that is used as a pointed reference for fast athleticism. Apparently, due to discriminatory laws, you cannot get a traditional burial with a headstone, nor can I burn you in a crematorium like a Hindu, so I did the best thing I could. I took you to my parents' house and buried you with full honours like a deceased hamster. Like Lady Gaga sang, I'll never love again. Don't worry, friend. We will be together when I have finished my mind-numbing career and sit on my pension waiting patiently for death. My old pal, the kettle.